Hi, welcome to For the Culture Canada, the center point of art and entrepreneurship. Um, by the way, we're recording in Denny's right now, so like if you hear background noise, I'm really sorry about that. But <laughs> anyway, we just came from a show from the Black Box Theater. It's my second time doing an interview right out of the Black Box Theater. The first time was with Ill Chris. Today, I'm with somebody that is a CEO and a creative. He is a business savvy you know, multimedia minded individual. And he's been making lots of waves. He's had lots of, lots and lots of history in the music industry, working with people like, you know, Rihanna and TI and people like that, you know, playing festivals in Australia and everything like that. He's been to the homeland in Uganda spreading his name and he's here in Kelowna spreading the support and love that we have here. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Heatwave. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelowna, yo. I'm so happy to be here again, man. Last time I came with Ill Chris, I had a blast. I came out here again and right off top, yo, it's like nothing changed. You know, just taking it to the next level. So I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. Honestly, like this time, I think it was even better. Like the show, like the turnout, the the support yeah. that all these people had was like even better. But the only the only drag with this is that it just like went on so long. You didn't even end up performing. Yo, it's crazy, man. People came out. It just we had so many openers and stuff. But um, yeah, I didn't get to perform, but people are excited to see me. I got to mingle with everybody. You know, my young boys. I brought people from my neighborhood out, man. So like the my whole thing was like I just want to grow my neighborhood, grow BC, grow Kelowna. So me just like having creating platform for all these kids just to express themselves, get their music out, look good for social media. Yo, that's good for them because maybe. They, some kids maybe only get to play like one show one show a year or two shows a year, but a guy like me is lucky. I get to play multiple, multiple shows a year. So, I mean, like, if one show I don't get to play, but everybody had a great time and I had a great time and it was great, I got more shows in the new year. It's all good. They're going to see me again, and I'm coming back in January. So we're going to do it crazy. <laughs> but okay 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 so before we get into like the show before we get into all the stuff that you're into i want to get to know actually your past a little bit so tell me tell us all about your past man it's it starts with lots of crazy shit people always ask me how do i get my name heatwave probably started from that um i used to before when i was rapping i used to rap a lot just when i was younger i was just raised around music my family would play african music I was born in um, Lesotho, Tapaseka. It's in South Africa. Okay. Very small country, but my family's from Uganda and East Africa. And when I was that time, when I was like, when my mom was pregnant with me, there was a war, a war, a civil war in Uganda. So they fled from there and went to South Africa. Then I was born in this weird small country. It's crazy because. The country where I was born in is, like, known for, like, lots of poverty, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, cool that I was born there. And I, I'm not, like, you know, I'm, like, six, kind of successful in their eyes. So, like, it's kind of hope that shit can happen. But anyways, that's where it started. I, I, I came to Canada when I was, like, five, six years old from there. And then lots of music was in the house. My sister would play Run DMC, Tupac, all that shit. I was a little kid. Heard all that stuff coming up. That's how I fell in love with music. Yeah, after that, I was in love with sports, like basketball, soccer, but I chose basketball over soccer, and basketball and hip-hop have a, re a weird relationship. Oh, they go hand-in-hand. Hand right, since hand. time, you know what I'm saying? So I was in love with basketball to the point where it was like hip-hop and basketball just like growing up. 
I turned, you know, so by the time I'm like 10 years old, I'm hearing Puff Daddy, I'm hearing B.I.G. And from there, I just started writing lyrics and entering talent shows and rapping, girls going crazy. I'm, I'm a young kid, not taking it serious. Then when I was younger, I, for basketball, I got like scouted by like lots of like prep schools in America and shit like that. So I moved to the States. So I, I experienced like elementary and up to eighth grade in Canada. And then from ninth grade, I moved to Seattle, Washington. So th that change was crazy because now in my high schools and in my elementary, I would rap at school and everybody knew I can rap. So I'll be rapping, battling, killing everybody as a young youngster. Then when I moved to America, I went to my school, if if in Canada there's like five kids that can rap in my school, in America, there's probably like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, okay. so that didn't stop me. <laughs> it just lunchtime was pretty crazy for the first like month of school. Like when you first start school there, people want to get to know each other. Lunchtime, oh he raps, 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 oh he raps. Yo, people are just rapping the whole lunch. People are ciphering, seeing who's what, what's what, and that's probably the first time I've seen like maybe like two or three people be able to hang with me because I really worked on my craft at that time, you know? So I was like, God damn, these guys are incredible. <laughs> and I never wanted to give them the props like that, but they were incredible, you know? So that just made me keep staying in love with the sport of music and writing new music. And it's, so by that time, I was, always, I was a kid, you know? I was like 15 years old, living in Seattle, Washington, after doing my homework, I'm probably listening to some music. That kept on going. <clears throat> Never took it serious. I went to college for like a year. And I realized in college that um, I was like paying for tuition and I would never focus in class. I would just always write lyrics. So I'm like, I'm just pissing away all this like loan, tuition, money, whatever is going on. So, yo, I just kept on working on my music. And then there's this legendary group from the from Canada called the Rascals. And um, they're on tour. And they did, they, I actually got invited to play this one show in Vancouver. It's my first show ever. And it was like a sold-out crowd. I played it, and I killed it. Like, I rehearsed so hard. Like, you couldn't even imagine. And I killed it. And from there, I got recruited by, like, labels, by the Rascals. And from there, they told me to drop out of school and go on tour. From there... They took me to Dominican Republic, Chile, Haiti. I toured Canada about well, like 10 times back and forth. Played in New York, SOBs. Like just like crazy experiences. Went to the craziest parties with like so many big celebrities at such a young age. And I wasn't in the forefront. I was in the back, but I was on the road for like, so I was living in hotels for like three years. You know, like I'm talking about like in Toronto, high-end suites, two weeks straight and boom, we're in. Dominican Republic, boom, then we're in New York, like, then I'll maybe come back home to Vancouver for like three days, and I get a call, yo, you gotta go to Columbia, boom, meet me at the airport tomorrow, boom, I'll go to Columbia, make sure, I had to make sure I had my passport, so I just get back home for like three days, I'm gone somewhere crazy, exotic, Antigua, the Caribbeans, that was, that was what, and that was behind the scenes, so that experience taught me how to tour, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? And then I just also got that, that experience also built my network because now I just know, like, now some of the people, like, I met Drake before he blew up. What? So I was in Toronto. Like, he, Drake, 
He was finished the grassy. He was just getting to his music, and we were at some Chinese spot, bro, in Toronto, and um, we got introduced to each other. Like, yo, Heat Wave, me Drake, Drake, me Heat Wave. We we're just like young. We were like, he wasn't even big yet, like you know. He was just about the bubble. Yeah, I met him. I met him that time. I've been invited to his parties, OVO parties when I'm out there, VIP. I'm, I've been there before the weekend was big. Like, yeah, all these all these motherfuckers, bro. Before um, Kendrick Lamar was big, I was oh. like Kendrick. Yeah, man, Drake's a big fan of Kendrick Lamar. I know that because he was he was actually playing a Kendrick Lamar's song before anybody knew Kendrick Lamar at an OVO party, and I was there. And now they don't fuck with each other. Anymore. I guess not. I don't know, but I know Drake likes his shit. Yeah, I was at the party. You know, sorry, Kendrick is my absolute favorite rapper of all time. Right, right, right. So that happened, and then um, you know, I just started touring and shit, playing lots of shows with the Rascals, doing my thing, and then from there, I started building like a big home fan base and shit. You know, so I just started working down on my own, started branching on my own, developing my sound, and then the crazy thing is that I still, I started becoming more independent because I wasn't touring with the Rascals. I was. Just, playing shows that I can by myself, me and my own boys. And then I was doing that when, like, dispensaries weren't even, like, going on in, in, like, Canada, you know? So, like, my big homies, which are, like, done touring, whatever, they started opening up dispensaries, Ill illegal ones. Like, it was very, like, where, where, like, you put weed in the shelves and, like, people were scared, like, the police are going to come in. Like, this is before nothing, you know? So I got to experience display, you know, where now I come from touring, then it's like, yo, my big homies are like, yo, keep doing the music, but we, we got something very serious I think you need to just get involved with. So that's where I had to learn how to balance my time. So what started happening was that I stopped touring, but I had a studio at home, so I was still creating music on a daily. I was still behind the scenes. Um, let's say like 2000 and like 14, okay, 2013, 2014, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm putting out projects, I'm putting out lots of projects, putting on music still, but like I took like a little hiatus for like two years from like 2014 or something. Yeah, exactly. Then after that, then yeah, then after that, I really didn't really drop too much shit after that. But I was behind, I was still working on my craft, developing my sound. But I was building the marijuana game to the point where, like, um, at that point, we had we opened up a dispensary, and now we have twenty of them. Yeah, we're the biggest dispensary in Canada called Canon Clinic. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm a part of building that business as well. So what I learned from that side is like how to set up like um let me see like how to get a space and then like for example people were selling weed in the streets right just running around right and then we're like no why don't you just get a store a location people can just come and so like i just that lesson i apply that to music i have a studio Right, I love to be in the studio, but I got a space where people could come, and it just it just comes like that. Then, as the shows, I get venues, I book them, people come just like that, you know. So I learned that. Then I learned how to market and how to get the word out, you know. Either get free deals or um, through social media by being consistent every day, or like th marketing things like throwing parties and getting awareness out, or like. Getting, getting yourself an advertisement magazine. So, like, for, for music, I have billboards in my city. 
You know what I'm saying? I have I'm consistent every day on marketing the Heatwave brand and Heatwave Multimedia and the kids and the message and what the hell we're doing. You know what I'm saying? And I learned all these things from opening up successful businesses and other industries. Where like now, uh, also I also learned you must have capital. So I don't come into the music game without real capital. More like, and not only that, I, I like to come with intimidating capital as well in the, in the music game, especially because I learned how to play with twenty up to grow twenty dispensaries. So imagine what I'm trying to do over here now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to come in with capital to do things to make shit move, or we can't move. You know what I'm saying? So like. Um, yeah, that's that's my background, man. I got a dope sound. I've been developing it. I'm very independent, and um, I just had to step back and just be a, stu- a student of the game. You know, some people are like just scared to like pump the brakes for a sec and just figure it out because sometimes you can take a step or two back to make a hundred steps forward. Sometimes you can keep going fast and you can keep forcing it. And you're only gonna be going like this because you're not figuring something out. You know, so my my advice to lots of artists is that. Make sure, like, financially, make sure you have another industry that's doing other things. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you have other things that are feeding this. Because if you look at most of the successful artists, let's talk about Drake. Last year, most of his money didn't even come from music. He has He's opening up an OVO store in Vancouver. He has many OVO stores that are going to be blowing up. And he's also involved in the Toronto Raptors, right? And he got real estate as well, too, right? And then the music... Um, helps people like bring awareness very fast for very cheap especially when you have power like an artist right so even like people like rick ross once they get to a certain level of success jay-z they go over to other industries and use their star power right to blow things up fast right so I, I i understand that you know like i'm into real estate i have a junk removal company as well too and they blow up pretty fast compared to average joe just because i have a crazy social media you know what I'm saying? Where I could be like, yo, I got this service and everybody's talking about it by tomorrow. Where Bob and Brad got to pay $1,000 to pay to somebody, an influencer to do this. You know what I'm saying? Or they might not have to network like me, you know? So now music's more of a business because I deal with labels and most artists don't know what I know. So labels... What I what I just said, they, they take advantage of artists. Artists been getting screwed for years when it comes to music. They don't own their masters because they don't they, they don't pay for studio time. Artists don't pay for their own studio time. They get their manager or an investor. They don't have um, intimidating capital. So they they're it's like they already go into debt for something they created. It doesn't make sense. It's like somebody making a dish of food, putting it here, then the, the chef's in debt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey, the chef here, it's like the chef at Coke goes to Denny's and he's in debt. Yeah. So it's like, why does the artist go to Def Jam and he's in debt? Yeah, I know. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Bad business, right? Yeah. So just all, all of that doesn't make sense. That's why it's like I sit down with lots of successful artists. Okay. And when you look at them, they look happy. Right. But when I chill with them and I'm eating dinner, they're pissed off. So I got to learn this, right? That they're mad they don't have as much as they should have. They're mad they maybe fucked up their money and they got the wrong advice how to handle it. Shit like that, right? So I, I saw that and I just said, hey, what's life about? <laughs> is it about being a rapper and then fall it off? And is, or is it really about 
you know, doing doing what you have with this power. Like I, I look at that from a Bob Marley point of view. Like this is a spiritual thing. The microphone, you know, you can make people riot, you make people cry, make people, you know. So you gotta make sure you know what you're doing with this microphone. So me, I know what I'm doing with my time. There's a time for this, and there's a time where people will remember this what I've done, and I'll be on to other things. Cause what's life about? <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. You're do you're providing a little bit more grounding for people that may be lost or like need a direction or something like that with what you have. I didn't, I didn't have too much. Uh, well, I did have that. I had direction, but like. I say other things I had to figure out by just like taking risks and doing it on my own, but I already knew what it was. Somebody showed me where the water is, then they can't swim for me, you know? So like, that's what I'm doing for these kids. I'm like, okay, yo, I got, I got the waters in Kelowna. Come on. Okay. Swim. You say you can swim. Swim. Swim in these currents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So, okay. Uh, I have a few things that I want to kind of go off of all that. But before we do that, how do you find the balance to say, manage your multimedia, your rap career, your cannabis industry, all that stuff that you have going on and keeping contact with all these people? Uh, how do you manage all that? And how do you manage your sleep? I have a guy who, which works very close to me, call him my business partner. And um, he doesn't rap or anything. He just does business. So he enjoys phone calls, emails. He enjoys it. Okay. So I don't enjoy getting 20 calls, 30 calls a day from people and having to um, be a problem solver. Yeah. So he, what he does, he brings it down, you know. If, if, if the 20 calls are coming, they're all going to him, or most of them, important shit, confusing shit. And then he comes to me with very challenging things, maybe five, four challenging things. And I'm prepared for him, five, ten things with him, you know. Okay. But he dealt with the other 30 things that went wrong. Right, okay. You know, or so I have a good guy. God bless I have a good guy like that, you know. Yeah, but he, but it's also we, we're we're raising each other, you know. So like he's making me, my life easier, and I'm making his life easier in many ways. You know what I'm saying? So so he's having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. And it's like cool, perfect. You know, like he needs a guy like me who's also an artist, also half artist, half business. I need a guy who's full business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Full, you know. So like, while for example, I have kids who are I'm responsible for who I'm bringing up here like Ness, EBA Mob, all these guys. I'm not with them right now. I'm with you, but I know they're with my business partner so they're safe. They're eating food. Everything's going down. I don't have to chill with them. You know what I'm saying? They can chill with them. They can get driven to the hotel. They, they're they good. I got my business partner. He got that. So I just got to make sure you got a, you got a, um, a good team. You know, like that department's good. I, like I have a good business partner. I have a good accountant that shows me how to like spend my money properly, how to get tax write-offs, what's what, how to move, how to grow your business. You know, I have a good lawyer who shows you what's right, what's wrong. Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So that's how you just gotta have good people in place, man. Not too many. You really just need like five or six or seven good people, you know? And then you're good. And like finding the right person, it could be a really hard thing because like, come on, like Rihanna, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like look at what happened with her, but she also turned that situation to like a hit song too. So like, 
but still though finding the right people is a very tricky and rare thing but like when you pull it off though you can get in so many different spots um so okay i wanted to kind of ask you as well for somebody that maybe have that may be listening that has a, a career in music that they want to pursue they have talent they have music that resonates with themselves or with other people how do they market themselves to get heard more and, and just kind of grow as musicians as business people because you know for somebody that can like make the music and everything sometimes it just doesn't come as second nature to some people like how do you get your instagram followers to start growing how do you get people to engage more how do you people get people to care you know well like let me give you an example most people have facebook or had facebook before right and then most people learned how to work Facebook, like the in and outs, like all the all the buttons, all right. Yeah. Well, check it out. There's something called. Okay, I'll give you another example before I get to it. Most people wake up, go on YouTube, and watch music videos. Yeah. Right or, or funny shit, right? Okay. But there's a whole other side of YouTube that's just giving you free free information. Yeah. Right, and people aren't watching like the guys. I know you know Gary Vee and them, right? Okay, so for example, the, the the lady that's bumping Rihanna all day, the bumping Nicki Minaj or Cardi B, she probably didn't take in a Gary V today. But Gary V gives you a new video daily. True, 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 true. <laughs> there's more people. There's Grant Cardone. There's lots of great people. That's just one way. Now, a second thing is there's something like like when I when I, when I brought up the Facebook thing to you, most people spent all year mastering Facebook. Yeah, yeah. There's something like SEO. You go to Google, um, Google AdWords, right? So check it out. Say your name is Young Young Kelowna. You can go on Google, and then you can find all your links: your YouTube links, your Facebook links, your your website link. You can put it in Google AdWords. Now Google is one of the biggest platforms for searching for anything. You can there's something called Google AdWords where you can pick your demographic. You can target target your demographic, target your age, and where you want to push this video, and then they give you a whole bunch of keywords that are around your in, like your industry. So, say you're into food, you put pie, cheese, whatever, Italian food, whatever, into music, punk rock, whatever. So, whenever anybody in these markets, you choose Kelowna, Vancouver, Italy, whatever. Whenever anybody searches up sun or bun or whatever your keywords are, and you get to put about a thousand good ones, you might pop up. Because you're getting pushed. Anybody look up your name, Kelowna, Kelowna Hotel, you might get pushed. And your picture's going to be there. And they might click it and be like, what's this? And the internet has so much traffic. Yeah. I don't think more traffic than all of Canada in one day. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you can start with something like that. That's just one avenue. And you, that's very cheap. You can spend $20, $30, $50 a month and your thing's getting pushed. But you got to learn... The Google AdWords, like how you learned Facebook. Yeah. You know, you're going to learn it like how you learned uh, PlayStation. We're going to learn how you learned Instagram. Because people are so intimidated by this, but it's the same thing as learning Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're already very smart that you can learn Facebook. So you must be able to just learn this one. It might take you a month. Once you learn it, mm -hmm. your shit, you know, now you open up the door. Yeah, yeah. On how to get your shit wherever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know if I, if I have a show in Amsterdam, I know how to promote it in Amsterdam from Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? Just because I know how to SEO now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I don't go to school for it. What does SEO stand for? Search Engine Optimization. There you go. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? So for search engines, you know what I'm saying? So you can even do it on Yahoo, Bing, whatever. Just learn how to do that. And the whole world's going to start clicking your shit. That's real. And the thing is, too, like all these companies, they want you to spend the money to put your shit out there. You know what I mean? Like Instagram wants you to like promote your stuff out there to get it out there. They want you to succeed, right? Because the more success... Like Instagram is amazing because you give them, you upload a video, promote, and then you pick wherever targetable, and they distribute it for you. So they're already dish, they're running around, putting it around for you. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So you gotta take advantage of that every day. Like even I think Gary Vee, to quote him, he said, "Spend one dollar a day. Yeah. Something new, another dollar. Yeah. Something new again, another dollar." Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Like I haven't put in any money yet into, you know, advertising myself just yet, but the amount of people, you know, like I am so grateful for the amount of people that come up to me and they're like, yo, you're for the culture Canada. Yo, people have never even met my brother. And they're like, it went up to him. They're like, Oh, for the culture Canada. He's like, I actually have nothing to do with it. (laughs) It's funny, but like, no, I'm, Oh, he's, he's like, uh, 23 now yeah man my youngest brother's 23 what the fuck (laughs) but no people think that he's older than me but anyway that's regardless um no but it's dope though you know like the amount of reach that you can get with instagram without even putting in a dollar is incredible like it's so underutilized like this resource that we have you know and it just means that the more people see your work the more traffic that instagram gets everybody just gets happier they have to see your work and everything you know like facebook works the same way i can imagine google adwords works the same way and that's how gary vaynerchuk like popped off in the first place you know like in uh, the late 90s early 90s uh putting it in for his like dad's wine shop and stuff but okay so that's great advice for sure absolutely um and managing your time with uh with you know a good business partner that's a great great way to go as well um now i wanted to dive into your music a little bit so like you know with your music i find that it does change with the times and everything like that you know um and you just put out east van dreams actually like earlier december on your youtube channel with a documentary to go along with it and in that documentary you actually show like your little studio that you're in renovations with and everything like that so that's really dope um with your music are you like you just put out an album but what kind of direction do you see yourself going in and are you working on new music as well and what was the like concept of east van dreams in the first place well, like, um, the concept of East Van Dreams is just, like, I was just stuck there, bro. I'm just like, shit. Like, uh, what happened? Let me take you back a little bit. Um, about two years ago, like, a year and a half ago, once, like, I got the dispensaries up and running and shit, I started getting back on the road to get on this music, getting my feet wet. So I'm like, yo, I played hella shows. I feel very, like seasoned on stage right so i'm like i need to go build more networks so i we went me and my me and my best friend went to atlanta before it really started bubbling before bad and bougie all that shit you know like just like a month before all that shit started going crazy you know what i'm saying so the way we went to atlanta we both didn't have a license okay Okay. and my boy looked at me like yo how much money you got saved i'm like 5k He's like, how much money you got? So he's like, around six, seven K. I'm like, put it together. He's like, we're leaving next Monday. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, man, we're leaving next Monday. I'm like, how, we're like, how long? We're like, until we figure it out. I'm like, for real? He's like, how are we going to go there? He's like, I'm going to go to my Honda Civic. I'm going to go to the mechanic. And we're okay. gonna... So we both have no license. We just have a passport and fucking music dreams to go to Atlanta. 
So we fucking get in the car from Vancouver, driving towards the border. We get to the fucking border. The border goes, hey, passports, please. Where are you guys going? Going to the States. What for? Visiting family. Okay. Gives it back our, our passports. Go. We look at each other. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? What is up? We have no, no license. Remember this. So we cross the border, we go straight to the dispensary, get a joint, spark that bitch, and drive all the way. We stop at like Il Chris's house, stop to a few places. We follow the Google map and say, get there in five days. We got there in two. How? We're going like 250 all the way through Wyoming, North Idaho. Our car got stuck in the mountains because we had to sleep. We're like in North Idaho. I'm like, yo, I'm getting so tired. We're like, let's sleep for like four hours until the sun comes back up. So we pull over and I just park and I left the lights on. Oh, no. So now there's no reception. I'm in the mountains in the hills somewhere in Idaho. So I had to go. I woke up at 6 a.m. There's this big trucker. Part like way back behind me. I pull up on him. I'm like, hey, he wakes up. <laughs> I'm like, yo, my car needs a jump. He's like, what the fuck? Give me a second. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. He comes, gives us a motherfucking jump. We head the motherfucking Atlanta from Idaho. We driving in that bitch. We driving, yo. So now my boy, because that happened to me because I was fucking tired. So that's only, let's park up. So now my boy's driving. We driving for the whole day. And then it's like, he's driving. I'm sleeping. We're in Iowa now. And my boy starts swerving because he's sleepy, right? So the police pull us over. So we're in the middle of Iowa, 6 a.m. It's cold as hell. We're looking at this farms. This like pure farm. We're so far away from home. All our luggage is in there. So the police comes. He's like, so what are you boys doing? Give us your license. We're like, oh, we don't have a license. We left it back in Montana at the gas station. All we have is our passports. He gives us the passports. And now it's like 6 a.m. in Iowa. So it's like... Two hours or three hours ahead, two hours ahead from BC. So for them to call ICBC, it's like 4 a.m. ICBC ain't picking up. So they just let us go to Atlanta. <laughs> so we just drive straight. So check it out. We get to Atlanta. So we middle board, like, where are we going to stay? So we're like, shit, let's go look on uh, the hotels. We're looking through all the hotels. One hotel said, Oh, I'm never going to review say I'm never going back here. All there is is pimps and hookers. There's a girl screaming in the hallways. Guy got robbed. Me and my boy were like, that's where we need to go. That sounds like hope. <laughs> oh we pull up in the hood of Atlanta. It's like $50, $40 to stay in this motherfucker. And as soon as I walk in, I've been to Atlanta before. Like, check it out. I've been there eight years ago from the day we went. Eight years ago. And there's this guy... Who was like signed to like Ti, um, Young Capone or whatever back in the days, and I met him back then. Like we did like a song when I was like younger, okay. and I'm walking into that hood ass motel, and he walks out of it with a bitch pimping her. I'm like Capone. He's like heat wave. I'm like what the? F-? I'm just bringing my luggage. I'm like dude, what the fuck going on? This guy from Vancouver, meet my boy. Blah, blah. And so random. And first second walking into that crazy hotel, I see my homie and pimping a bitch. It's no more than lunch. Every every hotel is full of niggas is pimping bitches. <laughs> it's crazy. That's so <laughs> yeah, right. So we're in there. So I'm in Atlanta. 
And pretty much That's That's pretty uh, Well I forgot her question I was just going crazy <laughs> <laughs> Um I was trying to add I was a point. asking you like What was East Van Dreams about Right So check it out So yeah, with, with with all that, I got lots of networks. I de- developed a sound. I got videographers from Atlanta. I, I just I just met people. You know, what I'm saying? hold on a sec. But um, yeah, that that experience has helped me grow a lot. Make lots of contacts out there. I work with lots of artists. Um, got like a big big network in Atlanta. You know, so I got to see like just how to be a businessman out there because. There's lots of black entrepreneurs, successful ones out there. So I've never seen that before. You know, just like lots of successful brothers. You know what I'm saying? So that rubbed off on me. I just like step my game up. Just like, nah, I'm gonna get be like that because I don't. I don't really get to see that out here. You know what I'm saying? So um, I learned how to just do things cheaper. In a, you know, Atlanta's all finesse. Like they get things for the, for the low. They're always looking for the best deals, and everybody knows how to do like ten different things. This guy can shoot, rap, edit, mix, all in one. All these guys are so talented. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, okay, I gotta be like that too. You know what I'm saying? So there's like, yeah, that's the home of like you know the Gucci man, the Ti's. You know what I'm saying? The independent bosses, all there. You know what I'm saying? So you feel the energy, especially when you go in their nightlife. You know, it's just like, okay, this is. <laughs> This is Hollywood, baby. You know what I'm saying? But um, with with that whole experience, I moved back to Vancouver because out there, my homies are like, "Yo, bro, why you out here, man?" They're like, "You guys got legal weed in BC. We want to be there. Like all of Atlanta, the town where I'm from. They're like, we're trying to go there and like take us to Vancouver. Like that's lit, you know. So I had to take my ass back home and like try to just like run it up, you know, the best we can, so I can do this." the way the best way i can you know and um i moved back to vancouver i live in east vancouver and i just had dreams bro i just like said like yo i'm gonna keep it real because like the thing about me when, when i'm in america i'm so cool to the americans because i'm like um a cool canadian to them you know what i'm saying so like when i talk east van dream shit it's it might not it might not sound the coolest shit to a it sounds cool to a Vancouver kid, but it sounds even cooler to a kid who's way further away in Sweden or a kid who I encounter in Texas when he hears my bars. He's like, wow, what, that's what it's like? Oh, they, y'all, y'all making the pack jump? Like, what? Like, what was this gutter? Is this hood out there? Like, what's it like? Like, you know, so I, I felt that it was very important for me that I have fans now outside of my comfort zone for me to, now I know they're listening to me that I, I got to tell this my real story is almost like yo if you saw my like my cover of my album is just me in the park with my dog running behind me that's that's right across the street from my house i'm there every day that's how i wrote this that's how i came up that's how I'm, and even what i'm doing right now taking the kids from my neighborhood out my neighborhood and saying yo you don't gotta hustle you're supposed to really be doing this i'm gonna show you because i I'm going to take you out here. This is all East Van Dream shit. You know what I'm saying? No one's really done this from my neighborhood, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, the direction with the music is just like, it's, it's organic. It's going to grow forever. I feel like my, my sound gets better, like, with time. It's like it's just like wine, you know? It gets better. It ages with time, you know? It gets better and all that. So, like, the music's going to keep growing. And plus, I'm always with the youth. So, it's like... It's, just, it's like ageless for me, you know. It's just like, oh yeah, boom, oh yeah, oh like, I, like my next things like for twenty nineteen is gonna be very aggressive. Like, I think I'm dropping a video like every two to three weeks, like the whole year. 
I have, I have 10 videos stacked up on my computer, you know? We've just been figuring out how to really SEO them, put them up properly, things like that, because it's the business side to it, right? You can't run around with your head cut off and just waste your money, you know what I'm saying? So now we we, we understand it more just because our, uh, we're in the mud, you know? We're, we're working it. I'm not just paying, outsourcing it to somebody to get me a million views. I know how to get me a million views, you know? That's how I'm going to get it done, you know? So I can do it for other people you know, and empower who I want to empower. But if I get somebody else to do it for me, I can't really empower people because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. But if I know how to do it, then I can empower you. I can tell you the SEO. Yeah. But if I didn't know that game, I don't think anybody would have told you that no, game. You know what I'm saying? They won't tell you that. But now I know that game. I'm telling you little tricks like that and like whatever else I learned on this on this journey, I'm, emp- I'm going to empower. You know what I'm saying? Empower the ones I rock with because that's what it's about, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense, you know, like talking about your hometown, you know, it. well, you know, the place that you reside in now and like all the people that you're in contact with. And yeah, no, I saw your dog in there, you know, like on the on the cover and everything like that. It very much speaks to you and all that. And I, I get it. I get it. And, you know, repping where you're from is like, you know, it, it worked for Kendrick, right? And it's it's what we know. It's right. It's authentic. So, um, and I, okay, so... You're going to be very aggressive with 2019, or I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but I wanted to actually ask you, you know, it's, it's two days before Christmas now at this point, like, bro, like where did 2018 go? You know, <laughs> like, yo, 2018 has been one of the most insane years for music, you know, like hip hop is like the total forefront of everything. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there's been so such amazing music dropping, right? Like we had Astro World from Travis Scott. We had, um, you know, like Earl Sweatshirt's new album. We also had the Pusha T Drake beef. We had like Kanye's like whole summer that he totally just killed everything. And uh, we also had a lot of tragedies as well. You know, like Mac Miller dying and X dying and stuff like that. Like it's been a wild year. Okay. Now I wanted to ask you though, what was your 2018 like for you? My 2018 was a growing year, man. Um, I got Heatwave Multimedia. That's my my media company, and uh, we've been making moves like that. I opened that like I say, I think it's June or July, and it's less than a year, and we threw about six six parties already. Um, I say five out of six have been hits. Like like solid, but maybe one. But you gotta get you gotta you gotta feel that one that's not a hit, so you can know how that feels. Yeah, yeah. So you never go there again. Oh, just um, we sold lots of tickets. It's just that just competition in my city, yeah. and sometimes at that time we were brand new and people didn't want to see us win. Right. But the the way to beat those type of obstacles is to be consistent. So by the time you get to your third, your fourth, you start winning, and it's a snowballing effect, right? Then the the the, the love outweighs the hate. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 all it is. But um, it's it's been really aggressive, man. And like um, we've been growing a lot. I've been opening up studios, opening up other businesses. I've been taking risks, seeing what works, what doesn't. Um, and that's cool because you know that sets up a good foundation for me to go bananas for 2019. You know, so now I know what works, what doesn't. I took all the necessary risks that people are scared to even take that I already did. Where now it's like, okay, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. You dig? <laughs> and uh, what? So. I want to elaborate a little bit more on 2019. Do you have any specific goals for that? Yeah. Um, lots, man. Um, trying to do lots of shows in the East Coast and on the West Coast. Um, 
try to yeah try to play like lots of shows in BC from anywhere from like Vancouver to Victoria to Whistler to Kelowna to Kamloops to Nelson then Alberta you know hit the main ones Calgary Edmonton um you know Winnipeg all the way to to like you know Halifax all the way to Toronto Ottawa but just touch the whole Canada um if we can maybe try to go to Europe but um Definitely focusing on Canada and just learning how to tour and mastering our tour game, building a route, you know, and then, um, yeah, we're probably, we got lots of talks with like booking agents that want to speak to us, you know, but I'm, I'm still just trying to figure out our route and then get them to add on top of that so I can have some say on how I want, how I want it to move, you know, instead of them just taking full control and be like, you should go like this because I haven't done yeah. this and that. But if I've done this and that, they're like, okay, you can speak. Let's talk to you. Let's put it together, you know? So, um, I think festivals will come and start happening, but it's early. Like by first week of January, we'll be planning the whole year pretty much, man. And lots of music's coming out. Cause I got, a, I got now. I I got my own studio where like we're in there every day, so music gets made every day. So such so as distributing and putting things out, things are coming out every two to three weeks, all year long. We're just gonna put our head down for like a good seven years and see where we're at, man. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Good seven years. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, man. man. Because it's like, I got youngsters underneath me, right? Like, I also look at it like the QC model where, like, the P and Coach K where, like, I'm kind of in that position, but I, I'm a musician, you know? Or, like, I look at myself like Russell Simmons, but I'm a musician, you know? Or I'm like, yo, God, he's a boss, too, you know? Somebody like that. Or, like, Rick Ross, he's a boss, too. Or, like, Jay-Z, you know? Or, like, Drake, and like, you know? So, yeah, I... I, I I set it up, I'm trying to set it up where, like, I'm running around with my young boys, but, like, I'm trying to set them up to run by themselves as headliners, too. So, in a year or two, Young Ness will be headlining everywhere, or EBA will be going around, and I'll just be in the back throwing gang signs like Birdman and getting paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Sounds like a very ambitious year, man. Sounds good. Like you really wanted to expand the multimedia thing, which doesn't just bring you up, but it brings the whole team up, you know, and that's, that's the key right there. You know, when, when you all win, you all win. Right. So that's what's up. That's great. I really like hearing that, man. And you know, for the culture, Canada is going to be there to document it all. You know, like I want to be there to help you promote that. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be there for that. You know, like I want to make sure that whatever you have going on, I can uh, bring it out there for you and show it to the people, you know, because, you know, the support that we've been getting for the show has been incredible. You know, like this 2018 for the Culture Canada, I went into it actually and I was fully like I had this mindset of like no one's going to give a fuck for the first year. And and, and, and it's a it's a liberating feeling, though, because you can do whatever you want. And, and it's like nobody's going to like judge you for that, like that mentality. But, you know, it didn't happen like that, like right Right off the bat, people just support the shit out of it. You know what I mean? I love it. It's And so it just means, and without putting in any additional dollars into making it happen either, it's like, wow, there's potential here. And so I really appreciate the listeners for that. Like, it's incredible, you know? And, and you artists as well. Like, you guys are so incredible. You guys make the world a more colorful and vibrant place. And give a voice for people that can't do it themselves. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's, it's wonderful, man. I just love doing this. Meeting people like you is just, like, thrilling. Like, of course. Of course, I'll stay up until 2.30 a.m. in a Denny's to get an interview. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite interview guy? Like, who's your favorite, like, guy who interviews people? Oh, man. That's that's a tough question. Uh, see, 
there's different people that I love for different interviews reasons, right? Like for example, Adam Twenty Two. I love that he can like just troll whoever he's just interviewing. You know what I mean? Like he could be very insightful with whoever he's whoever he's talking to and really understand like who's actually going to make it. But like he'll have like Soldier Boy on, for example, and he'll just like stay silent just to be like, I want to see how long I can keep you quiet for. <laughs> like <laughs> what is that? You know? But um, people that people that have like asked great questions or just great interviews. I don't know. It's hard. I love Nardwar, dude. I met him actually last. Yeah. 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 You know, Nardwar. Yeah, I know him. That's my dog. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love Nardwar. See that that's, that's to me probably the most colorful interviewer I've ever, ever seen, man. Like the, the amount of cosigns that he's gotten from all these different rappers for being sick. You know what I mean? Like just incredible. Uh, it, it, it's it totally inspiring. I don't know. A lot, a lot of my influences come from like a myriad of different spots. You know what I mean? It's just not from like a singular thing. I like seeing different people for different personality types, which is, uh, which is why I don't know if I can say I have my personal favorite, you know? Yeah. 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 But I have a question for you though. Real talk. So what's your favorite food from cactus club and why is it the black and Creole chicken? <laughs> I, I like the calamari and I like the spicy chili chicken and then I love the Creole black and Creole chicken because I love mashed potatoes and the Creole chicken has garlic on it and it's very flavorable and it has asparagus and it's just a great high end meal. Yo, no, Cactus Club owes me for that, man. Yo, yeah, owe me for that promo. <laughs> Yo, like my girlfriend works there and manages there, so like I'll let her. Your girlfriend's hot. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, I know those cactus girls have a reputation. <laughs> they're they're wonderful people, man. They're wonderful. But uh yo, listen. Um yeah, I know Cactus Club is awesome. I love the Creole chickens, man. Denny's is great too. Yeah, it's been it's been great, man. Like um I want to really just thank you and appreciate you for your time and uh I wanted to actually ask you one final thing. Did you have any additional questions for me at all or anything you wanted to put out there? Let me see, man. Heatwave Multimedia is growing. Heatwave is going to be a problem 2019. We're going to be touring everywhere. I'm bringing kids who are ready to go. Um, we're going to be playing festivals like South by Southwest, North by Northeast 2019. Um, just, just follow heatwavemultimedia.com because... I can't tell you what the future like holds for us, but I know that we're just gonna be working hard every single day. Facts, no cap. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody can predict the future, but you can always put in the work for it. So I respect that. I respect that. Um, well, great, man. Uh, thank you so much for this interview, man. Amazing. For the Culture Canada appreciates you. And, you know, Heatwave Multimedia, make sure you follow them. Make sure you also follow Heatwave. And, uh, you know, we'll always be promoting their stuff. You know, uh, we'll always make sure that people know what's going on and where they can keep in touch because, you know, it's important to get people aware of all of it you know yeah man because you know we're for the people you know we like without you we don't have platforms without me we don't like i like to make platforms for people because we're pretty much a voice and the middleman and all that people wake up from going to their shitty jobs and they go to our blogs and they go to our pages and it's, this helps them bro Exactly, exactly. It's really like cathartic and therapeutic for a lot of people, hey? Like it provides an escape that a lot of people can't otherwise, you know? 
Like, yeah, yeah. Especially when you when you when you're spreading positivity. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you just need to pick me up. Like, yeah. and there's a, there's a thing that like music does that drugs just can't. I feel you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's amazing. Um, and I wanted to thank you once again for coming down here. I wish, I wish you could have uh, performed, but uh, but you know, next time there's not there's no way the last time you're gonna be here. I love you, Kelowna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know what? Um, it's 2.30 a.m. Heatwave still got to finish his uh, uh, French toast, so we're going to let him just like do that. But uh, hey, I just wanted to give a quick thank you to all the listeners. I think this is going to be the very last episode of 2018 i don't know i'm still gonna figure out my release schedule for the next week or so but it's the 23rd as of today and i just wanted to say thank you so so much to all the listeners you guys have been so incredible um you know the love and support that i get in person the love and support that i get just online just it's it's amazing and it's so far beyond what i expected going into this and it just it it flatters me so much that you care all so much and uh you know Please make sure that you support all your local artists, and uh, you know, it's it's important. It's it's important to let people uh, thrive in that because it makes the world a more vibrant place. And thanks once again to Heatwave and his entire team for coming on, and Miguel Ambrosia for putting on that wonderful show in Nextside, Kelowna Concerts. Make sure you follow them; those guys are incredible. Make sure that you follow Heatwave on social media like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you also follow them on uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, you just you just go by Heatwave Multimedia on YouTube, right? No, um, it's, it's crazy. It says Heatwave Matovu, but it's put Heatwave Van City and I'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Van Dreams. Yeah, all that stuff. Make sure that you um, find them. And, you know, if you're not really sure, I'll always have links available. Uh, you can DM me as well if you have any further questions. But thank you very much. Make sure you follow us at For the Culture Canada on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, you know, everywhere anchor anchor as well and make sure you follow us on social media as uh for the culture canada on instagram and facebook as well and uh keep an eye out for a youtube page that uh, just happened to get 37 new videos just popping up this week anyway i'll let you know about that later have a great day y'all what the heck poor uh making that pack jump making that block jump making that trap jump make your hood jump just like chris crowd yeah i drip south i'm a big ball boss nigga get lost making that pack jump making that trap jump make your block jump make your hood jump just like chris crowd yeah i drip south i'm a big ball boss nigga get lost Make it a pack, John.